So I'm going to get you right in. I want you to turn to 2 Peter chapter 1. And we're going to talk about things very similar to what I just talked about right now. And I want to put a foundation into us that changes us, that makes us whole, that makes us right, that makes us, once again, reestablish our footing in who we are. So starting immediately at verse 2, it says this. So those who have received and possessed by God's will a precious faith of the same kind as ours by the righteousness of our God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, grace and peace, that special sense of spiritual well-being be multiplied unto you in the true intimate knowledge of God and our Lord and, and of Jesus, our Lord. I'm going to go back. To those who have received and possessed by God's will a precious faith of the same kind as ours. I want to I want to wake you up today. I want to give you something today. To those who have received is who? To those who have received is who? Uh-huh. To those who have received. It's you. So I want to lay this out quickly and, and slowly. What's about to be said is directed at a specific group of people. Who is that group of people? Those who have received. Have you received? Have you received? Have you received this Christ? Have you received the salvation? Have you received the Savior? It's important when we read these things that they become personalized and not just canon of scripture. I come to the realization when I'm reading the Bible and remind myself over and over that he's talking to me. This is a letter written to me. It's a will and testament. It's a love letter. It's it's a, a reminder. It's an encouragement. But it's writ written with a purpose. You can go in a lot of hotels back in the day, and every hotel you went to, you will find a Bible in the nightstand. I don't know if they do that anymore. But the reality is, even though that book was laying there and anybody can see it and anybody can read it, it only belongs to the inheritors, and that's the people who receive it. So when he says, to those who have received, I want you to understand that he's talking to you. Got it? So the rest of what I'm about to read, you're going to be taking it personal now. Those who have received. 
It doesn't say to those who are Christians. It says those who received. So I know a lot of believers that don't receive the gift of God. They receive salvation, but nothing else. Hmm. Watch this. Those who received and possess. So you receive it. Listen close. And you possess it. Possessing's a process. I'm going to start this off real slow because I want to make sure we don't get, if we lose this, the rest of it is lost. Is there a difference between receiving and possessing? Maybe in your mind you may have said no, but it is a difference. When UPS or Amazon delivers your package and they sit it at your door and they go away, they put down that the package was delivered. You received it. You now got to open the door, bring it inside. And at that point, listen close to me. Listen close to me. You're still only at the point of receiving. No, I opened the door and brought it in. I possess. Nope. You're still only at the point of receiving. Because right now it's just a box. But I bought it house and I put it on my kitchen table. Okay. And you still just received. You don't possess until you open the box because you didn't order a box with the Amazon logo and swoop on it. That's not what you ordered. What you ordered is in the box. So bringing the box in and putting it up on your dresser. And, and, and putting nice designs on the box, you still received, but you didn't possess until you open the box and take out the thing that you ordered and put it to use. And once you do that, you've now taken possession. And people will argue me back, well, yeah, but yeah, but I know. Yeah. We're talking about spiritual things. Spiritual things don't work on the dresser, they work received inside of your heart and put to use spiritual things don't work until you put them to use they don't work in conversation they work in action you possess it when you take it and you make it personally yours you receive it the moment jesus died on the cross and you accept him as lord and savior but you don't possess it until you lay claim to it who understands what I'm saying here? You bear witness with that? Does it speak to your heart? There's so many things that God has given me that I'm just beginning to possess. And I'm coming to the realization that there's so many things still that I have not yet possessed, but I know they're mine in reception. I receive it. And somebody speaks to me, you say, oh, I received that. Hallelujah, I received that. But do you possess it? Because if you're possessing it, you're using it. I can give you a car tomorrow. You receive it. You never drive it. It's useless. So I'm putting a lot of emphasis on this opening because what he's about to explain and what God's about to explain to us through his word is there's so much that's yours.
that I've given you, but it hasn't worked for you and for me because you have yet to receive and possess or take ownership, rightful ownership, and not borrow, but possess. Not use it in this situation, but now in this situation, you're starting all over again. You receive it and you possess it. What? What? Let me give you an example. I'm, I'm jumping ahead of myself, but I'm just going to follow the Holy Spirit. By his stripes, I'm healed. And it got you through that cold. But now it's arthritis and now it's all over again. Wait, why you got to receive it again? You were still healed by his stripes on everything in that one thing. Why are we struggling again? Oh, oh, can we have a real conversation up in here? Why are we struggling again financially? When he said, I, I, when I remember saying I was young and I'm old, I've never seen the right. At least I can say I'm old and mean it now. I used to say it back then when I wasn't old. I was young and now old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor seed baking bread. And okay, so wait a minute. So, so why are you baking bread now? Hmm. Well, the economy. And, okay, so you received it, but you didn't possess it. I'm talking to myself too, so I just want to make sure you understand. And God has had to say to me, wait, but so are you believing again? Are you claiming it again? Are you ordering it all over? Don't give up possession of the things you receive. Never send, surrender possession of what God has promised you is yours. Who did that speak to today? Whose heart did that speak to right there? I'm never giving up possession again of what's mine. And when God is beginning to speak to me, he said, these great impression promises I've given to you, they're yours. Don't borrow them. Don't use them. They're yours. Possess them. And once you possess them, in every situation and circumstance, it's still yours. Let's move on. Hmm. Verse 2. Let's make sure we establish. This is for those who've received and possessed. Let's just make sure we establish that before we go to verse two, okay? This is for those who've received and possessed that precious faith that he's given to all of us. Grace and peace. That special sense of spiritual well-being be multiplied unto you in the true, intimate knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord. That's to those who receive and possess. For his divine power has bestowed upon us absolutely everything necessary, not some things, absolutely everything necessary. King James says that pertains to life and godliness. For those who receive and possess, you get, have been given everything, watch this, that pertains to life and godliness. If I don't get past this scripture, I'll be fine. Say, I have been given everything. 
Say it. I have been given everything that pertains to my life and godliness. What does everything leave out? I have to remind myself that I received a lot, but I didn't possess it. Because when everything that pertains to me being alive and being godly is missing and I have to go back for a new dose, I just have to remind myself the demons that's trying to tell me it's not mine, that I possess that. And you can't take that from me. It's mine. Provision is mine. Health is mine. Well-being is mine. Peace and yeah, but people are doing things. Yes, they are. And my flesh might want to react, but my spirit possesses it. Have you ever been in a situation that everything and everyone around you is running around like the house is on fire and you just have a peace that just won't let you act out? You bear witness with that? That's those things that you've possessed. They're yours. And if you let somebody stand around you and speak junk over you long enough, you begin to surrender what you possessed. You begin to give it up and let it go. And all of a sudden you're worrying again. All of a sudden you're afraid again. All of a sudden you're questioning everything God has promised you all over again. Am I right? Because you begin to surrender possession of that which you claim and laid hold to. Mm. talking to me too I just want to let you know so watch this he says grace and peace that special sense special sense of spiritual well-being be multiplied to you the true intimate knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord watch this for his design power has bestowed given to us Absolutely everything necessary for a dynamic spiritual life and godliness through the true and personal knowledge of him who has called us by his own glory and excellence. For by these he has bestowed upon us his precious and magnificent promises of inexpensible value so that by them you may escape from the immortal, immortal freedom that has that is in the world because of its disputable desire and become, I'm going to read this over in the NIV in a second, but I just want to get all these words in there, and become sharers of the divine nature. And this point right here watch this i'm going to go to the niv now here it is for this very reason make every effort to add to your faith goodness wait no no i'm, I'm going to jump ahead is this verse four for these he has given to us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption of this world caused by evil desires. That's the one right there. Watch this. You possess 
you received. And as a result of that, he's saying you have a wisdom and an understanding of him. Watch this. That through this understanding, that through this gift, these great and precious promises that you received, that he's given you all things that pertain to life and godliness. I want you to understand this for a second. This is important. God has given you absolutely everything, given me absolutely everything that life and godliness is concerned with. You catching that? I need to believe that more. Hmm. That I have everything already that life is going to require of me and godliness is going to require of me. Wow. So there's nothing that I need that I can't get? No. Absolutely wrong. There's not, nothing that I need that I don't already have? Yes. That's what it's saying. That pertains to life and godliness. Everything, well, pertaining to life, what does that mean? Life. I don't have to break that down. Life. What, what do you need for life? He said, you have everything that pertains to life and living godly in this life. Now, I struggled with that because I knew in my heart and mind that if I had everything that pertained to godliness, I know sometimes I'm not so godly, you know, in my explanation. And God said, from a world point of view, you're looking at it. I'm telling you that you have everything you need for this life and to respond to it in a godly way. You're talking about certain weaknesses and shortcomings and those you overcome by walking. But you can't walk through them unless you accept that you already have everything you need. If we're always looking at our walk from the point of view of what we don't have to what we need to have. I had to do something. It's, it's going to be on the Vision Builders post soon. But it was three things that keep you trapped. The first one was always worrying about the future or the past, what you need to have or what you didn't have. The first thing was always focusing on negativity or what you lack. And it, even though that sounds like what you do have and what you don't have, the future and the past meaning what you do have and what you have to accomplish or know what you have to, or what you didn't do before, or what you didn't do right and what you need to do later. But then the next one was lack. What you didn't have presently, which was a focus on poverty. Um, I looked at that and I said, wow, God, I come to you a lot of times based on what I don't have or what I lack. I realized that I don't come to you as much based on what I do have. Am I talking to somebody right now? 
I realized that my prayer time was me updating you on the current events of my life, but not reminding you or myself of the provisions, the many manifold provisions that you already have provided. God, how do I? It is finished. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It is finished. Jesus' words. And he gave up the ghost. I'm done. Well, I'm asking Jesus to come in my, and she's like, what, what about it is finished? Don't you understand? Like, what, what is it about me telling you I've given you all things that pertain to life and godliness? Don't you understand? What is it about I supply all your needs according to my riches and glory? Don't you understand? What about I'm done? Don't you get? But the church says we got to call on the name of the Lord. Yeah, but based on what? Based on what you feel he didn't do for you yet? Or needs to do for you yet? Or, 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 or the wisdom that he has to give to you that you don't have? He said, it's all yours. I've been, you've been, Jesus has been made unto you. The wisdom of God and the power of God. That's in the word. Wow. So then I have to come back to this point and this point only. God, I, I need to come to you based on what you've done not what I need. Watch this. I need to start to come to you, not on how I failed in the past, but the victory that you've already claimed is mine for my future. I need to come to you with your promises being yea and amen, not when and how. Real conversation. You might not jump up and down and dance around, but I'm going to tell you what, you're going to learn something because he's showing it to me and I'm going to show it to you. He said, son, who are you when you come to me? So I'm pushing it on you. When you go to God, who are you? And I want you to think about that a minute. Well, I'm a child of God. Yeah, why, 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 why? Who are you when you go to God in your prayer time? In those moments when things don't seem to be right, you are his child. We got that. But who are you? Are you a neglected child when you go to him? Are you a lacking child? Are you a begging child? Are you a weak child? Are you a lost child? Are you made yourself the prodigal son or daughter? Who are you when you go? God began to work with this, all things that pertain to life and godliness, to those who receive and possess. And I didn't have a title, so we're just going to call it for those who perceive and possess. Receive for those who receive and possess. For those who receive and possess. There you go. There's the title. And I began to realize that I always came as we just talked about, based on the moment that was facing me. I want you to think about this a minute. Based on the moment that's facing me, 
I identified myself before God, watch me close, based on the moment facing me. I'm sick. I don't feel well. I don't know what I'm going to do about this. I'm, need, I'm struggling right here. I don't have this. God help me. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sinner. I feel so ashamed of myself. I shouldn't have spoken like that to that person. I shouldn't have done that. I was selfish. I, I was. Uh, I know I'm not alone right here. And God said, why are you coming to me based on this word I just read, on your present circumstances and not who I said you are? Why aren't you coming to me like a son and a daughter before the throne? Listen, prodigal son story. I want you to take this because this young man got a sense. He wasn't living right. He went out there and spent all his money. He lived riotous. He, went, he, he just said, God, I want to do it my way. Went out there. Good brother at home doing all the good, 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 good Christian stuff. Bad brother, quote unquote, he out there living it up, partying all the time, partying like in 1999. He's getting it in. Spends all his money, loses everything he has, all of his inheritance. And he's on his way home. And he's plotting this thing out in his mind. Hmm. There's slaves in my father's house that live better than me. There's servants, chefs and cooks. They they eating, they ain't eating pig junk and food and garbage. They, they, they warm, they got three hots in a cot. Okay, I may not be worthy to be a son. I'm at least worthy of a roof and provision. My goodness, I, I'm gonna go back home. Even if you want to put me to work as a servant, I, I I take the job, but I'm coming back to a home of provision, and I'm going there expected to be provided for, even if I'm not at my best place right now in life. I'm talking to you, babies. I'm going home right now to a place that I know there's provision. So even if he didn't believe he was worthy of sonship. He knew that where he was going, provision existed, and he could have that, no matter what level he came in on. I'm talking to you right now from this angle, and we're going to move to the other angles, because from the spiritual positioning, listen close to what I'm saying to you, the devil will try to tell you, well, the reason that you ain't got this and this ain't working for you is because you ain't right with God. Okay. But I still should have a, 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 a roof and food and provision, even if I'm coming as a servant. So your provision, your roof, your food, all things that pertain to life, we'll get to God in this, is there and is yours no matter how you come in. Come on, you better take this in. This is real talk. Because if you don't need it today, I promise you one day you will. He comes home. Coming home. He's not even coming. He hasn't come home yet. He's coming home. He even got to the house yet where provision is. And provision runs down the road to meet him on his way back. Oh, Come on, saints. Y'all need to get this. This is real stuff. He's made up his mind to go home and on his way home, 
provision runs out in the field to meet them and bring them home. That's the God we serve. All things that pertain to life. I'm just heading back to you, Lord, and you running out to meet me. And come on, 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 come on. Let's go. No, God is holding out. Do I get everything right? No, he's not. You turn around and you head back. He'll run right out there in the middle of wherever you are and pick you up and help you get back there. Run out there, grab them, do the robe on them. He ain't even in the house yet. He ain't even back right yet. He ain't back in his rightful place yet. But his heart is. And God met him where his heart was and covered him. And covered him. I want you. He put the robe on him. He covered him immediately. You're not coming back in the house looking funky and dirty. You're going to come back in the house already royified. I just made up a word. You, you royified. I'm going to fix you up before I even bring you back in. When you turn around and head back toward God, he covers you immediately. Immediately. He comes and meets you. And then he brings you back to your place already covered. To those who receive and possess, he comes and he meets you and he brings you home. I don't know where you are right now, but just turn and head back in the right direction. I guarantee you he'll show up and meet you before you get there. Because that's the anointing. He'll show up and he'll cover you on your way back. I don't care if you've been out in jail. I don't care if you've been out on a drug binge. I don't care where you've been. He'll show up and meet you on your way back, cover you, and bring you back in the house. And as soon as you get in the house, then it real, it's on, really on now. It was on outside. But now you're back inside and still expecting, well, you know, I got to go do some thing. And, you know, the Lord got to help me figure out. God's like, what the heck are you talking about? I met you outside and covered you. When you get back inside, you don't have to do anything but just get ready for the party. It's about to go down. Good brother. In the house. Received. But ain't possessed nothing. Not a thing. Now I'm outside mad because you in the house having a party having a good time, got the robe on you, got the rings all on your fingers. You just sitting there. You ain't even take a bath yet. And all of a sudden, daddy is covering you up and blessing you and doing all this stuff for you just because you came back. Brother's outside. But I love the tenderness of the father. He didn't say, well, you out there? Leave your behind out there. Nobody told you to go out there. He come outside. What you doing out here, baby? Acting all stupid and stuff. What's wrong with you? Well, and, he, and I was and I was good. I was good. I came to church every Sunday. I tithed. I did everything. And they look at me. I don't really like, well, son, that's your positioning. You haven't possessed anything that I've said is yours. The ring has been there in the box all the time. You could have and got it. It was right there. My robe, you could have had my robe anytime. It was always right there in the closet. Everything I have is yours. The reason that you don't have it is because you didn't possess it. Because it's there. You received it. You live in the house. But you live in the house as a servant. You don't live in the house as an owner. You don't live in the house as a possessor. You don't live in the house as a true children of God. He came back trying to be a servant. Daddy didn't even let him in the house with that spirit. He met him in the robe and threw the robe on him. 
got him in the door and slapped the rings on him. You're not coming in my house as a servant. You're not going to even get in the door that way. I'm going to meet you outside and get you right in your heart. And so you come in here, you take and possess what belongs to you. I'm saying this to you. The son, the, the prodigal son, listen to me close. Listen to me close. Listen to me close. The prodigal son had a spirit of possession on him. I don't mean demon possession, but the ability to possess before he left. No, he did. Yes, he did. Father, yeah, half of the inheritance is mine, right? Yeah. Can I have mine now? He possessed his before he left home. So, of course, he came back to possess because it was on him. Brother at home wasn't possessing nothing. Good church member. Good standing. Didn't possess anything that belonged to him in the kingdom of God. Didn't possess a thing. And God said to my heart, he said, son, Stop coming to me from the position of what you don't have. Come to me from the position of what I promised you and told you you have. That is when you receive, not when you're trying to receive. I messed you guys up a little bit today. I know I did not. I, I just want to. I just want to shake your planner. I, and I start off nice and slow to like, God, when it, when it come around the corner, it's going to come around strong. It's coming around like a freight train. Because when he started sharing it with me, I was like, oh, you started off nice. And then you just ran a brother over. But back up over me and run me over one more time. I'm going to take that. You are the children that have received this faith. And now it's time to possess it and time to lay claim to the things that God has promised you is yours as fact and not fiction, as belief and not hope. And, and say, Lord, listen, I am your child. Prodigal or not, I'm your child. And I'm heading back to what you promised me. And I know you're going to meet me in the road. And I know you're going to cover me. And I know you're going to bring me back to the place that I fell from. And you're going to reestablish me as if I had never fallen. He never brought up what he did. Our father, he had a speech already. I know I've been, come on. You know you pray like this. You pray like the prodigal son. You know I'm not lying. Father, I know I haven't been right before you. And I know that, you know, I haven't done everything right. But if you, father, shut him right up. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. All of that mess. Come on, let's let's, let's get inside and get you dressed up. He didn't want to hear none of his plea. And he didn't bring him in and say, see, now next time, don't do that again. He didn't do none of that. Brought you back home, put you back in your place. I've been waiting for you to get back in your place so I can finish with you the destiny that I've called you to from beginning and the foundation of this earth. I got work that I'm doing with you and I ain't got time to hear you whine about how you missed it. We all know what you did. Now let's get back to what you need to do. I want you to say this with me. I am God's regardless. His plan for me is permanent. I line up with it now. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He's my king and my Lord, and he's king of kings and Lord of lords. And I'm the king and Lord that he's king and Lord over. Baby, stop going to God based on what you think you lack. Go to God based on who you are and who he told, told you, 
and who he told you you are. Because this is so important because that's when you start to see the heavens and the earth open up. I made a decision. I sat back and I said, this is not my place. I don't, I don't, I don't belong in despair and dismay and hurt and confusion and I can't believe and how why would you lie on me and God was like well, will you God I just want you to give me the patience to forgive them God said first of all can you just put yourself back in your place and forgive you and all the rest of that will line up why are you trying to get everybody else to forgive you you forgive you and accept that I've forgiven you and get back in your place we got stuff to do. I'm going to wrap it up on this note. He's given you all things that pertain to life and godliness. Receive it, possess it, and go forward. In Jesus' name. Say, I receive it, and I possessed it, in Jesus' name. You're his child. Ain't a demon in heaven, earth, or hell can take that. That's yours, or earth, <laughs> or earth can take that. Amen? Love you, saints. Be blessed and encouraged. May the word that you heard bring God's blessings to you. Amen.